0: Welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Today, uh, my guest I'm very excited for. uh, If you're my mom, then you know him as one of the protesters of All About Steve. And if you're everybody else, you know him from the narrative podcast Bubble and from the classic uh, talk comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Morris. Hi. Hi.
1: Great to be here.
0: Uh, My mom told me two days ago, or maybe it was yesterday, that she saw this crazy movie called All About Steve, and I was like, that is really weird synchronicity. Yeah, (laughs) All
1: About Steve, a kind of notoriously bad Sandra Bullock comedy um, that was kind of came in between her um you know heyday in the 90s and her kind of like resurgence as a more serious actor this was a goofy Tom bradley cooper is in it uh ken jong is in it um and i have a couple of lines as a, as a as a protester at a protest for i think it's a three-legged baby some sort of <laughs> something about saving a three-legged baby it's been a while since i've seen it but um yeah it was one of the one of the <laughs> few acting jobs i ever got and uh yeah it's kind of cool that it's uh, in a notoriously bad movie i still get a little like 17 cent residual check from it every now and then so yeah
0: <laughs> well uh the next time you get your next 17 cents know my mom was a part yeah, of it yeah no she thanks it thanks, to,
1: thanks to all the moms <laughs> out there all the sandy fans and yeah i think now it, it i think it, it was a like cable staple for a while I think it was like running on you know TBS or Fox movies at midnight for a while but yeah no, I think it's uh, crept onto streaming and now a whole new audience can discover a this weirdly toned <laughs> comedy that doesn't work
0: um, so I gave you two options and the description for the movie we saw was very vague. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I guess you could have just picked one over the other just because, but was there anything about Deadly Illusions that drew you in? No, yeah, <laughs> it is a very
1: vague <laughs> description, just, it, just a very vague title that, that seems like it was just made from a, a thriller generator online. Um, yeah, I, uh, right. It might as well just be called like dangerous dalliances. Like it doesn't really seem to have much to do with the movie either. It is a movie about a novelist who hires a babysitter. It's like, can you pun that? Can you pun novelists? Can we have something about a babysitter or a family? Anyway, I'm, listen, I'm. Uh, I, I don't have anything better, I guess, but I'm just saying deadly, deadly <laughs> illusion is so generic and does not really seem to, to have anything to do with what goes on in the movie. I guess there is some, there's, there is yeah, a there is a death, there is a the death, movie, so I guess so. something deadly happens and I guess characters keep things from each other. So that's a, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I think I just kind of, I liked the idea of doing, a. Uh, you know kind of a trashy thriller um would you call this a lifetime movie i feel like i've described it to friends as a lifetime movie but i think that's that's wrong i don't know if it actually aired on lifetime
0: um no i don't think it did i think it it just is a is a netflix feature um but it is very much in the style of a lifetime movie yeah. Except you do get to see boobs and butts. So yeah, there's different. some, there's
1: some definitely com- some kind of soft R nudity and some kind of like heavy PG thirteen sex scenes. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's actually what what something I was like, oh, I thought maybe thought this was a Lifetime movie, but I don't know that they can show that. Anyway, um, good to know. Straight to Netflix. So they they are kind <laughs> of muscling into this space, this kind of thriller with. Fading stars, space.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They. What? What else have I seen? Open, open house. That's like a, a weird movie where, it, it things keep moving around the house and you think someone's in the house with them and then it turns out there's like, it turns into a slasher film in the last like twenty minutes. Of the movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then there was you which uh is a a movie about like a teenager or a 20 something um having a a weekend tryst with someone who just can't break it off with him and becomes obsessed with gotcha. him okay so this is i don't know this is a, maybe the fourth or that, fifth in that uh, zone. this yeah okay yeah
1: uh yeah i don't know it just kind of kind of seemed seemed fun and trashy and uh yeah i think it actually turned out to be both those things
0: yeah <laughs> um, Yeah so we have What's her name Kristen Kristen brain just Davis stopped. Is that their actress's name She's from Sex and the City yes. A show
1: that I did not watch regularly But I, I did uh, uh, I did clock that she was from Sex and the City And Yeah and the male lead of this movie is someone else whose name is kind of easy to get wrong, uh, is okay. I actually, I genuinely don't know. I'm not being funny here. Do okay. you remember if that was Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulrooney?
0: Uh, as I have IMDB up. Oh, good. Thank it you. It is I'm, Dermot Mulrooney. Dermot Mulrooney. Like, apologies to Dylan yeah. McDermott. <laughs> um, and the last time he was in a movie that I watched for the podcast, I, for the life of me Couldn't remember that Dermot Was a first name I always wanted to call him Something Dermot As if it was a last name Oh right But no yeah. Dermot is his first name <laughs>
1: Yeah you don't meet A lot of Dermots out there But Who knows
0: I, I don't think I've met A single Dermot In my yeah, life but, uh, I
1: guess out. <laughs> Yeah uh, anyway, But I guess It makes him stand out Yeah But I guess Interesting uh, that a man With that yeah. distinctive name Is Is one Gets of the most for- Confused <laughs> actors In history Anyway <laughs>
0: Yeah, Paxton yeah, Pullman. Yeah, he gets. These yeah, are, yeah, Classic. Uh, he gets first billing on the IMDb page, and I'm like, what?
1: I know. <laughs> Second yeah. billing
0: goes to the babysitter Greer Grammar. And then third billing to Kristen Davis. I'm like, it, Kristen Davis oh, is most definitely the main yeah. character. She's
1: she's the lead. She carries the movie. Um, yeah, and I was not familiar with Greer Grammar either. I thought she did a pretty good job. I thought that's maybe the, like she did hers is the best acting in the movie. Um, you know, maybe before we get to the multiple personality twist, uh, <laughs> which kind of comes out of Revealed. nowhere. But uh, yeah, but maybe <laughs> until that point, I think she's 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 doing an amiable job. I think
0: yeah uh so Kristen Davis she has a beautiful large house and uh she and her husband are super rich and they have uh two kids who they later called the twins but like really late in the movie I'm like oh I don't think I knew that they were twins I just thought they were close in age (laughs) but they're twins um and she used to be a like murder thriller author and um she hasn't written in a while and she keeps on saying you know how i get when i write and i i was like well how do you get when you write it's it's meant to be very ominous but i, I does she usually lose reality is is that what what she's saying i don't know
1: yeah it doesn't really it doesn't really explain that or i never really feel like that part of it gets explained i think maybe yeah. You know, I think it's meant to be kind of a red herring. I for a hot second was thinking that they were going to do a fight club where maybe the babysitter is in her head the whole time or Mm -hmm. that, you know, she was the one who committed the murder maybe in a fugue state. And they I think they pretty they they suggest that pretty pretty overtly in the movie. But yeah, I, I think that you know how I get when I'm writing thing is totally a red herring that doesn't pay off at all. Um, but I, I, think, I right. think it seems like both of us, both of us kind of like took the bait a little bit with that. So um, oh, sure. it works on yeah, some yeah. level. It doesn't like, yeah, it didn't seem to have anything to do with anything in the end, but I think it is just there to kind of bait <laughs> the audience a little bit. Make so you I guess it, curious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, she talks to her um, editor and his assistant, and his assistant is, like, very directed rude to her <laughs> immediately.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I don't is, know what she's
0: d- trying to do, like, negging her? I don't know.
1: Yeah, pretty wild. The uh, They have a... Her editor just drops by, right? Is that... That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of part of it. He's like, I'm sorry, I just showed up. Um, and to have a <laughs> meeting to try and convince her to write a sequel to her book franchise. But I, that I don't think we ever really learn what the book franchise is about. It's something kind of murdery, something kind of generic and thrillery. I know, I think you see it in a bookstore and there's like a sign next to it that just says like, lies, deceit, murder. You know, it's the most generic three words you would use to describe a book. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. It uh, also just feels like SEO... It it just feels like SEO verbiage on the side Like tags almost Like they're not put together right, in a yes. sentence It's just a bunch of yeah. words
1: Book, novel, romance Yeah right, Literature <laughs> Yeah, it's just the Amazon tags um, Yeah, so so yes the, the publisher comes over He wants her to write a new book The publisher's assistant Yeah, you're right Is very rude to the star author Just <laughs> right off the bat
0: uh, She's like You're really lucky to be so rich and so successful and there are people Uh who are trying to work with you to be able to get money so that they can provide for their own families and you're being selfish and you're a (laughs) has-been essentially.
1: Yeah, kind of like trying to like guilt her into writing the book so that she'll save the publishing company or something like that. Yeah, very weird technique. Yeah, I don't know if that assistant is supposed to be kind of a red herring if we're supposed to be thinking of her as a potential... Murderer, or someone who's in on the plot. Anyway, but yes, vi- uh, very, very. Yeah, rude, maybe. Uh, someone who, who I think in reality would be fired so quickly. Yeah.
0: Um, I I did kind of fall for that red herring because the description for this movie says something about how the main character can't decide what's real and what's not, or something like that. And so then I was right. like, oh, is this character in her head? But no, she's only, she only shows up literally one other time and then she's never heard from again. So. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, maybe we
1: think (laughs) we see her a little later in the movie, but yeah, you're right. And I think that, I guess that is a theme in the movie. I guess there are some like dream sequences that may or may not have happened. So, so yeah, I, I think, I think it's, it's valid that both of us were kind of questioning who was real and who wasn't.
0: Yeah. Um she's gonna get two million dollars if she agrees to write the book Uh, Mm -hmm. she has an offer letter on the kitchen counter and uh dermot's like you gotta take this and she's like no you know how i get what i write i couldn't possibly and uh, then he has to take her aside and be like so i kind of invested all of our money and i lost a good chunk of it right yeah
1: (laughs) Um i mean they seem to have they seem to be doing pretty good as far as real estate goes. I guess you could just downsize the house yeah. i don't know listen i'm not a i'm not a financial <laughs> analyst but uh but yeah so so yeah the family's <laughs> in trouble um dermot, dermot made some bad investments that they're just learning about now, and yeah, so she like has to go to her
0: go to her dark place and write the book, yeah. And she's she's just thinking, oh, I just don't have the time. So uh, she talks to her only friend in the world. <laughs> right, yeah, her one friend. Uh, so <laughs> and her one friend says, I have friends who use this nanny service that I don't use, but I would use if I had more money, I guess. Yeah, the strange, yes, a strange way around that and um i i don't see why she couldn't have just been like oh i use them yeah that is a Cause weird cuz it's not like she would have known all the nannies anyway so like what's it matter yeah
1: it seems like that was like a note that someone gave at some point i mean not that this script seems like it went through many revisions but yeah it seems like they were trying to explain <laughs> away a plot hole or something like that but uh yeah yeah so uh but yes yeah the at the gym her her one friend tells her uh, yes, there's a nanny service, and if
0: you, they'll help you out while you write your book. So um, she interviews a bunch of people, I guess, from the service, or maybe some of them are from the service and some of them aren't from the service.
1: Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a I think what is meant to be kind of a like montage of like wacky bad applicants, a pretty like yeah standard. You know, kind of comedy device where you see all like the bad applicants coming through. It's like you know, coming to America when you know they're all on those bad that kind of parade of bad dates comes through. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I I think this is what you're doing, but none of these people seem that bad. The only one that that no. to me <laughs> seemed kind of cringy was the woman who who said, like, oh, I'm gonna, like, teach your children about Christ. Like, that was one where I'm like, okay, I get this, mm. that's a good a good joke, this kind of overtly religious woman who, uh, you know, proselytizes to the kid she raises. But, yeah, one of them just, like, puts on hand sanitizer, which I'm like, is that supposed to be her bad quality? That seems great, anyway. <laughs> and also, like, they don't behave more weirdly than the person she picks, who comes in and behaves no. <laughs> very weirdly. Like, so it's like... This this person that you that you were so eager to hire acts weirder than the parade of weirdos, quote unquote, that just like came through. Right. So, yeah, that that little scene needed a comedy punch up pretty bad. I that 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 <laughs> that to me did not did not read as intended.
0: No. This entire movie like I feel every scene lasts just like I don't know, like 20 seconds too long. Right. <laughs> And I feel like maybe even that would have worked if it just, like, was chopped up a little more so you've kind of moved from person to person really quick. Yeah, yeah, But, maybe. I mean, there's not really much to any of these characters. No. <laughs> I
1: mean, the, there is a lot of, like, artificial stretching out of the runtime of this movie, which it's, like, it's over 90 minutes. Like, it's, it's you know, yeah. it's, it's creeping up on two hours. It didn't seem like it was too short. But, yeah, it's some of the, yeah, the way that some of this goes, it's, like, there are so many samey same scenes that don't give you any new information. Right. Uh, so yeah, it does seem like it's it's such a, a weirdly like yeah, it's such a weirdly paced out movie for sure. There there just there's like a ton of fat.
0: Yeah. Um. But Grace comes, uh, played by Greer Gram- Grammer, mm-hmm. and um, she's wearing kind of like a fifties schoolgirl outfit with a pleated skirt and a polo shirt kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Her her wardrobe is like very short, provocative skirts and then like Mormon level conservative tops. So like the the mm-hmm. the, 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 the shortest skirt you can imagine and then like the squarest, most modest like like giant sweaters underneath polos it is a it's a very strange look um yeah so I think yeah I think I think we're kind of meant to like you know see her as this kind of like you know innocent to be corrupted but but I'm like I I think if someone really was actually innocent that'd be that'd be that'd be picking a slightly longer skirt anyway looks great and i don't mean to criticize her fashion choices too hard but i think that is a it is it is a a a strange like flub that the movie makes
0: yeah she's definitely supposed to be this bright and innocent thing and um kristen kristen's character has to like leave the room to take a phone call and so uh, the babysitter starts reading a book while she's waiting and Kristen comes back and she's like, oh, you read? That's so amazing. People these days don't read paper books. <laughs> and it's like, they don't? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a strange thing. Okay. Is that
1: Kristen, <laughs> Kristen Davis leaves for just a minute and while she's in the other room, the Greer Grammar character takes out a giant, like dusty hardback book. And just starts reading in her, you know, like somebody would absentmindedly kind of flip through their phone when they have a minute, she's just like reading, you know, Wuthering Heights or something like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it is meant to be a like, Oh, this, this person's kind of old fashioned and, and, you know, doe eyed, but it, it, it definitely comes across as a strange character trait. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just maybe, and Hey, maybe, maybe we should all start carrying around hardback books instead of our phone. And, you know, maybe that's a healthier way to spend our downtime. But, but yeah, it does come across very <laughs> weird. And she gets so into the book that she like doesn't know that Kristen Davis is coming back. Come back in the room.
0: Yeah, um, and then she becomes enamored with Kristen Davis's character because it's like, oh my goodness, you're an author, I, I, an actual real life writer. That's so amazing. And um, yeah, it's. A, I don't know if uh, yeah, it's a
1: strange thing because this this woman is this total bookworm but hasn't heard of Kristen Davis and it's it's weird that this person is like yeah is 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 coded as such a like you know bookish bookworm but hasn't heard of this famous author anyway and I, and again it's something i thought was going to happen was that like it was going to be a misery where you learn Oh, kind of yeah. halfway in that this woman is her biggest fan and that she's you know wants to help her write the sequel or thinks that she's one of the characters so I kind of thought that's where we were going but yeah I think it it works out to where this woman is a huge reader but just has never heard of this person who is supposed to be a famous author very strange
0: yeah I mean maybe murder mysteries Aren't her genre so she just doesn't Know about it could be yeah I mean Absolutely murder I guess, mystery I guess I'm a I'm a reader but
1: maybe wouldn't wouldn't know If I you know met the world's Greatest erotic thriller writer So yeah you that you, you could be right. right maybe I'm Maybe I'm I'm off on that but um, But yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah I you'd think Kristen Davis would either be Tremendously flattered Or a little creeped out that this girl is like immediately like oh you're so amazing because you write right and I guess she's just immediately flattered because she hires her like on the spot sure.
1: yeah that that's what does it that's what gets her to to uh, to get the job um, yeah she is just like impressed that she's met someone who's published a book which yeah. I guess is it's impressive I guess uh, yeah I guess if you know yeah I met someone who you know so yeah maybe this is all maybe maybe this isn't all that off base maybe I maybe I'm I'm uh, picking this apart too much.
0: <laughs> Maybe you just like know too many creative people. And you don't care anymore. Yeah, no, it could be. Could be that something. I'm a I'm a
1: jaded. I'm a jaded creative type. But yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So then I think her friend Elaine comes over with her children to hang out mm-hmm. with um Kristen and Kristen's kids. Yeah. And um, the kids are all together in the backyard with the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And Elaine and uh, Kristen's character Mary wash the windows together.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe I forget this part. I forget the. I forgot the window washing.
0: How does this? Where does this yeah. take place? Um. Well, Grace wants to take the kids swimming because the kids want to swim in the pool. Okay and she doesn't have a bathing suit. Okay. So then Mary um, gives her one of her bathing suits mm-hmm. and it's I don't know. I, I guess it's supposed to be like the sexiest bathing suit we've ever seen. It's, it's a, it has a high cut. You can see a lot of her butt but it's not like a crazy bathing suit. It's just, it's just a one piece bathing suit. Yeah. But um, then Elaine is like, oh you gotta be careful dressing your babysitter like that because your husband's gonna have wandering eyes. Right. And as they're having this conversation, they're literally washing windows, because I guess uh, Mary's so busy with all that she has to do and writing that when she's not writing, she has to be washing windows instead of pe- spending time with her friends. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That would be nice to have like such a close friendship with someone where you where you'd be like, "Okay, well, I would sit down with you, but I'm I'm super busy. So do you mind just like washing windows?" With right. Me? Yeah. I know.
1: What is <laughs> that's such a strange choice.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's just so that they are near enough to Grace so that Elaine can say her line about him. This is dangerous. Grace is wearing a bathing suit. Yeah, I
1: know. It's, uh, yeah, very weird. It's like they couldn't have just been, like, sitting drinking coffee or something? Having a glass of wine? Right. Anyway.
0: No, I'm washing windows. Just washing windows with your friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then Dermot Mulroney comes by and shakes her hand because he's meeting her for the first mm-hmm. time, the babysitter, and then comes in. And so it's supposed to be to the audience, like, oh, I bet he noticed her in that that skimpy bathing suit right. i bet elaine is right um but there's kind of a twist in that the first person to try and seduce the babysitter isn't dermot moroni at all
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so the the uh yeah the first the first sexual tension the first illicit sexual tension is between Kristen davis and greer Grammer, which is uh yeah I was kind of just surprised by i kind of maybe my baggage going into these movies is that they were you know pretty heteronormative and mm-hmm. you know but so yeah, I definitely didn't see the fact that there was a you know same sex attraction that was gonna happen um so yeah, but, uh, but obviously that's my baggage that I'm carrying into the movie, but um <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like like a surprise and like I don't know, I don't know if you i don't know if you you know i I, I'm sure someone smarter than I am can talk about the politics of this movie, but yeah, I was like, Oh, that's a little more yeah. like progressive than you, than you think. Although, uh, I know, I think it, you could probably debate as to whether or not the movie is actually progressive, yeah. but, um, but yeah. I was, uh, I was kind of like, Oh, that's a, that's a move. I was not expecting from this movie. Cause right. You're just expecting it to be her seducing, uh, Dermot Mulroney.
0: Right. um, yeah, because uh, you, you're thinking, oh, the babysitter's gonna seem sweet, but then actually turn out to be this temptress and try to, like, ruin things yeah. for the main character, because there's, there's got to be anima- animosity between those two characters, because Grace is the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about it, because on the one hand, like it's it's not like this movie has to like it's not the filmmaker's responsibility to make a like perfect queer movie just because like there's not enough queer representation in the world like they didn't cause that situation to begin with (laughs) but at the same time like it's always gross if you feel like there's this lesbian character who's like this dangerous unhinged person, sure. yeah, <laughs> and like I don't know, it just gave me what what's that movie? I did another movie for this show that wasn't technically a made for t v movie that was like Kate's addiction, it was from like the nineties, okay. and it was about this like woman who used to be friends the main character who came to town and then like got jealous of the main character because she was with this man now and so then she tried to like murder or she did murder the first person she was with and then she murdered the Mm -hmm. second person and anyways that movie was like seriously grody and so maybe my baggage was like oh is this a kate's addiction situation where you're (laughs) the whole movie is like lesbians are dangerous right yeah the the, the movie is the (laughs) movie is not
1: without its grodiness, and definitely you know i think think we're gonna get some some kind of mental health plot lines later on that uh that that definitely (laughs) not great yeah uh, careen over into grody territory so uh so yeah again i i don't think i'm i'm quite smart enough to to comment on the on the political viability of this one but um right but yeah it's uh I think I think safe to say it's a mixed bag
0: yeah (laughs) um so we we see that um she's she's kind of checking out her babysitter and noticing her and dressing her and then she goes back to the gym with her only (laughs) friend Elaine and um she says that is this after one of her visions (laughs) I'm not
1: exactly sure Um, I didn't uh, yeah let's see So, so yeah I think I think it's you know interspersed throughout the movie are kind of visions that the main character has where she is being romantically with the babysitter and to the point where it I think think it actually does start happening they do actually start yeah some of it's yeah, real. it yeah and it is that's a it is a, and you know maybe this was the filmmaker's intent but it is really hard to tell what's a dream and what's reality what's real. and yes, I think perhaps yeah. the filmmaker would say that that's the point that's what we want you to think yeah but um yeah I definitely right. read a little bit as like actually confusing not like david lynch confusing (laughs) but just like i i need some sort of (laughs) indicator as to like what's actually happening (laughs) yeah i think there's a couple of there's a couple of you know kind of like sex scenes and i think the the first one that's actually real or the first one that i read to me as real was when they take that bike ride and then they have that mm. picnic and they eat those very gross looking sandwiches and then they kiss they kiss <laughs> by the lake uh, to me that red is like this is the first one of these that's actually ha- this is, this is like the first time they've mm. kissed
0: yeah um so when she's at the gym with Elaine she says oh, I think that um, my babysitter is really attractive and she seems to be the sort of person who would try to make me happy no matter what. And her friend is, like, supportive because she's like, oh, have you been attracted to women before? Oh, okay, that that's new. And then um, she's like, oh, just use it in your writing. But one of the things that um, Mary, the main character, says is... Like, is it wrong that I want her to, like, serve me, kind of, or something? And it's like, uh, yeah, she's your employee, (laughs) so a 100% that's not okay. I don't know if this
1: house has its own (laughs) HR department, but...
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, um... But like her friends, like yeah, whatever, man. Just like use it in your writing, right. I guess. And it's like good to have like supportive friends, but like a better yeah, friend would say have been like, like hey, girl, maybe get a new, hey.
1: get a new nanny that, uh, right? That you're not
0: <laughs> isn't horning up the entire family. <laughs> um. So then she's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll use it for my writing, and uh, the babysitter's going above and beyond in every way. So she's like looking after the kids reorganizing the kitchen making her snacks um and is just beside herself with glee to be helping out an actual right. writer write something um there's a scene by the pool which may or may not be real <laughs> what's the pool scene that may or may not be real i maybe oh right oh where she's skinny um, dipping
1: yeah, yeah so yeah the uh the Kristen davis character goes skinny dipping and tries to get you know the 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 babysitter character to skinny and then she gets in the pool but she has a suit on yes that's that's one that i think read to me as a fantasy after it happened
0: yeah i um when when i was watching it i assumed that it was happening and they were dancing together to some sort of dad rock song and uh fell asleep on the couch and then that the fantasy part the was when oh uh no like when after they fell asleep the babysitter's like nuzzling at her armpit which i guess is supposed to be her nuzzling at her breast oh but right 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 i know what like... you mean yes exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
1: the that's uh, that's i think an early an early one where Kristen davis kind of like goes in and out of consciousness and you wonder right. if that actually happened
0: yeah um so that's like one of the first moments they have together which how much of it was real is uncertain um oh and then she takes her bra shopping yeah did that really happen i think
1: (laughs) the bra shopping happened the bra shopping i think (laughs) happened which again very normal thing to do with an employee um (laughs)
0: well at first it seemed normal like oh yeah they're going shopping and oh she's going to buy her something that's like really extravagant then you realize they're at a lingerie shop and it's like okay yeah yeah definitely what (laughs) and they go in the stall together um for her to try on all these Mm -hmm. different bras and uh mary starts putting the bras on her and taking them off her and uh, at least you see uh the babysitter like getting involved and having Mary's hand on her boob and being like, so you could remember what you what you're missing or God, I
1: don't remember that line either. Maybe you saw a more <laughs> salacious cut of this than I did. I don't know if maybe I clicked on the PG thirteen version. But yeah, that's uh, that sounds
0: something like that because like she's talking about like I'm old and my boobs don't like look like okay. that anymore, and then uh, she's like so you can remember Mm -hmm. or something and then she like grabs her hand I was like okay I guess the babysitter's on board that's cool um there's there's a scene where she gets invited to dinner and she's like this is family time I, I wouldn't want to impose so I I have to go
1: um yeah and every time they have dinner this is something that I clocked that like every time they're having dinner just like maybe this movie didn't have the greatest props budget because every dinner is filled with it just they have the same salad bowl filled with just spinach. A like just a dry <laughs> bowl of spinach and nothing else. That definitely like I followed that bowl of plain spinach throughout the movie. I'm like every time they sit down, that same bowl of of non-dressed salad with nothing else in it is going to make an appearance. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, they probably filmed all of the dinner scenes at the same of time. Of course, yes.
1: I'm sure this was a so that short makes sense. shoot. You know, you only, got, you only got Dermot for a couple of days. Um, you got to make yeah. it work. So, so, yeah, and I definitely, like, understand that, like, the low budgetness of these is, like, you know, not only part of the, like, economics of them, but, like, part of the appeal. So, uh, sure. so, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was definitely fun to kind of see some of the jankier props in action.
0: yeah. Uh, that kitchen you also see when um Dermot's character and Mary go into the pantry to have sex, and they're, it's scored in such a way that you're like, oh, they're gonna get caught, they're gonna get caught, they're right. gonna get caught. Mm-hmm. They don't, but wasn't it fun to think that they it, were? <laughs> sure, I think we were all on pins and needles. Uh. <laughs> the score is really doing a lot to make you feel creepy. Like there's nothing really creepy going on for a lot right. of this movie, but there's so much music being like, "But isn't this creepy?" And you're like, "I, I guess." I in the opening, <laughs> is something creepy going to happen? In the <laughs>
1: opening, the score is attributed to an artist or artists called Drum and Lace, which I thought was uh, a hmm. pretty a pretty great pun. Um, yeah, and that's a great a great. What's the pun? I oh, don't I get mean, it. I think Drum and Bass is a like genre oh, of dance okay, music, yes. and I guess the the thing I put together was that like, oh, if you need, you know, sexy music for your sexy thriller, Drummond Lace <laughs> will do the job. But yeah. Um, anyway, so um, great great work here by <laughs> Drummond Lace. You can always count on uh, him or her or them to provide the, the something sexy, sexy and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and, and the uh, yeah, and the length. Of this movie that occurs before before the actual murder is pretty wild. <laughs> the fact that nothing deadly happens for a good long while, and then when they do get to the murder, it's really gruesome. I, I was like really shocked yeah. at, at the like gore factor of uh, of her friend being <laughs> stabbed <death>. with scissors.
0: <laughs> so they go to a a, a play. And the mom uses the scissors to cut something so her finger, her fingerprints are right. on this one pair of scissors and someone gets a hold of these scissors that gets used in a murder against Elaine who turns out to be a therapist. Do we know she was a therapist? I feel like it's I didn't cool, know that until after the question. police were talking yeah, to her. Good question. I
1: also don't know when the, her being a therapist <laughs> came, into, came into the story.
0: Because... Um, basically... Uh the the main character doesn't know what's real or not and she has all these romantic moments with um Greer some involving the bathtub. She she takes so many baths to get into the mood a to write. A lot of baths,
1: a lot of baths with rose petals. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, a lot of bathing. She's a very clean author.
0: Um I'm not a writer. You you are a writer. How many baths do you need to complete a project? Zero. <laughs>
1: No baths (laughs) I don't bathe It's like when uh, It's like when your team's Win in the playoffs You don't wash anything If you're on a roll Yeah I don't know I mean I I, My my apartment bathroom Is kind of small So I I don't think I I don't have My bathtub is not Conducive to Luxurious bathing So I I mainly do showers
0: Mm. So that's that's a that's a shame. That's that's why you don't write murder mysteries. But yeah, I guess. yeah. Maybe I, be, maybe I would be more yeah.
1: successful. Maybe I need to either cram myself in that little <laughs> tub or spring for an apartment with a bigger <laughs> bathroom. Yeah, maybe I would uh, be more prolific.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she seems to be procrastinating her writing a lot by just smoking cigars and staring into the middle distance, and then taking a bunch right. of baths. Uh, this goes on for a while, then she. She calls the agency from which she assumes uh, her babysitter mm-hmm. works for, her. but like, why does she call them again? I don't yeah, remember. <laughs> I think it's like starting to
1: become too much. Um, is are she getting? Are there some oh, is it threats? because there some her kind of threatening stuff happening? Like she's leaving threats around. Anyway, is there something threatening? Good question. I, I might have missed that. <laughs> it's been a couple of days since I watched this
0: oh yeah me too i watched it like tuesday or wednesday but i don't know maybe it's just because she's sleeping with her husband and she doesn't like her husband sleeping with the babysitter (laughs) that'd be enough so yeah something happens
1: The, the the jig is up so yeah she calls the uh she calls the babysitter agency and they've never heard
0: of her and then you're like, oh my goodness, she's just some random right. lady who's been, she hasn't been vetted taking by care an of these employment kids. <laughs> and uh, oh, there's one scene where Mary may have seen or may not have seen her husband go down on the babysitter, and then she screams about it in front of the kids, and she blames it all on a fever. Yeah, that
1: that to me is the is is the like strangest culmination of the is this real is this not because she yeah i think she she fantasizes a very like or either sees or fantasizes her husband doing like erotic blindfold food play with uh the babysitter yeah. like he's blindfolded she's feeding him and then it it ends in uh dermit dermit um performing oral sex on her or, or you know something that mm-hmm. looks like oral sex so yeah and then she blows up about it at the dinner table in front of the twins who don't really react the twins seem fine with this um, and then <laughs> yeah and blames it
0: one one kid does say you're scaring me mommy but the other twin is like huh yeah
1: it's, it's funny too I think she says like oh you just had a you just had a bad dream and then one of the twins says teacher says a bad dream is also a nightmare <laughs> And I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, foreboding, but it's, like, that's just synonyms. Like, she's just, you know. I know, like. Yeah,
0: she's she's very proud of herself for knowing teacher the word nightmare. And did she's you ever call like, your teacher
1: teacher? That's such a, like, movie little kid thing to do. Like, teacher yeah. said. Like, did you ever? I feel like I called my teachers their names. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, Miss O'Donnell said... Right, yeah, exactly. You know, I wouldn't just be like, teacher says this. It's almost like Confucius said. Yeah, saying. I
1: know. Yeah, sure. It's, um, dreams um nightmares. Dreams are, are nightmares. also nightmares. And when like, they're yeah, bad. <laughs> just what dreams are, kid. Like, cool. Yeah. Anyway, it's not... as I think it is meant to be way, way, way creepier than it actually is.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It is, yeah. Because you it don't want to hear someone, you know, uh, confront their husband of doing that in front of their kids but you know it isn't I don't know what it's supposed to be maybe it's just supposed to be like oh, okay this is an inflection point anyways she wants to get rid of her babysitter finds out she's not really working for that company and then she wants to go talk to Elaine about it so she drives to Elaine's practice and Elaine is facing away from her in right. a chair and then she spins the chair around and, and the base of her neck is a scissors mm-hmm. and it is more gruesome than you would think a movie yeah, like this yeah. would go. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely definitely some
1: some hard R gore in this uh in this movie that's been pretty PG-13. Oh, okay, uh, the occasional nipple and butt, I guess. So, uh yeah, so I guess yeah, they've yeah. got they've got license to do some gore if they if they want to. Um yeah, so yes, someone someone has killed the best friend. Who was it? We learn who it Uh, was. And it's like,
0: yeah. And it's like, I don't know, 20 minutes out from the end of the movie. Like, so much happens at the very end of this movie. Yeah, they
1: really cram a bunch of exposition into the end of this. So, yeah, the, 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 what actually was going on. Let me, I'll, I'll say what I think was going on, and you tell me how right or wrong I am. (laughs) Okay. So, the, so, the, Greer Grammar character uh, was yeah. in a a Kimmy Schmidt like cult as a kid and mm-hmm. to deal with life in the cult she mm-hmm. created an alternate personality who was like a mm-hmm. more aggressive murderous personality <laughs> um, yes. and named, named Margaret. Margaret and that character and so I think when she so she's integrated herself back into society post cult she was working at the mm-hmm. spa overheard Kristen Davis talking about needing a nanny and then went through a really elaborate ruse to like get <laughs> Kristen Davis's information despite actually not knowing that she's a famous author and so she could apply for that job and then the Margaret character um, wanted to like get rid of her and then have the family to herself so she orchestrated this murder cover up and then um, something happens uh, there's a there's a fight uh, 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 Dermot, Dermot gets stabbed a bunch I think they were actually sleeping together that like act- that was not a dream I think they were actually yeah, yeah
0: I think they uh, were Maybe not in that Maybe moment. Maybe not in that moment, was yeah. up.
1: So then, um, you know, fight, fight, fight. Um, <laughs> and then at some point, the Greer Grammar character, who is also has Margaret inside her, gets um, uh, sent to a, you know, a facility. And then Kristen, it turns out Kristen Davis wrote the book. She uh, The book's a huge hit, and then she's been visiting the Greer Grammar character in the institution where she is like acting like a little kid she's like yay go fish let's play go fish so she's like dressing Mm -hmm. like a little kid and behaving like a little kid now and then there's a kind of ominous shot toward the end where you're maybe led to believe that the, the the baby slitter slash Margaret has killed Kristen Davis and is now in her clothes walking out of the mental institution
0: yeah you just misspoke and said baby slitter oh and it makes me think that's that a that's that the better the name be see baby slitter there you go
1: <laughs> deadly Illusions so uh, much better yeah. than deadly illusions
0: yeah <laughs> um i i think that's right yeah. Yeah that, feels, yeah that
1: feels correct yeah it's definitely like there's I, yeah. so much has to happen for her to like fake her <laughs> way into the babysitting job but yes
0: yeah um, it's funny before Elaine is murdered other than the fact that the main character has that dream where Dermot is sleeping with her we don't really get any indication that that's happening. Except Elaine does come over to, like, chide him or warn him. I'm not sure if she's chiding him about maybe sleeping with a babysitter or warning him that his wife is sleeping with a babysitter. (laughs) I'm not really sure why Elaine is there.
1: Yeah, the friend Um, kind of pops by to just be, like, to deliver some very general warnings that don't seem to be based on a lot.
0: No. Um... And then Dermot says to his wife, like, "Oh, we have to make Grace more a part of the family." And like, besides sleeping with her, did they do anything to make her more part of the family? Yeah. I guess they start. Yeah, eating they start inviting her dinner. The
1: like dinner time is family time starts to include her. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah bra shopping I guess I guess that's something maybe you you do
0: with (laughs) family members That you do with your family members Um, And touch each other's boobs A very familial thing to do A lot of Uh, There's so much There's so
1: much of her feeding Kristen Davis The Greer Grammar character To the point where I My thing is like oh there's some sort She's poisoning her or something But Uh, no it just seems like She's just always putting, putting some food in her mouth yeah so but again one of this maybe one That's of these the movies like 30 or 40 red herrings that don't right. turn out to be anything. <laughs>
0: uh yeah mary gets taken to the police station they're like um you used to be a patient of elaine's and and now you're her friend and she had these notes about someone losing time and having ptsd and it turns out those are notes about grace right. and i'm like what sort of therapist A becomes friends with their patient and B like it sees their friend's employee and becomes their therapist and is not like, I, I'm too connected. Yeah. This whole movie is an, this whole <laughs> movie is an HR nightmare. <laughs> um, it really is. <laughs>
1: yeah. No one behaves professionally. No, not, not a lot of professionals in this movie.
0: Yeah. Um, and so then you're like, Oh, the rest of this movie is gonna be Mary trying to fight this claim that she murdered yeah. her friend. Um, but she like immediately thinks, Oh, I think it's the babysitter and she's not held because there's not actually a lot of evidence. And so then she drives two hours to talk to uh Margaret slash Grace's aunt. Right. Who also has multiple and, personalities. Yes so she's like oh i'm gonna use your powder room and then she hears <laughs> the woman talking to herself in two different voices yeah. um and when i heard the lower voice i was like oh are we doing something supernatural is there a deal yeah yeah i
1: know the movie <laughs> the, yeah the movie just like saves saves the explanations for so far into the movie you just like think anything's possible
0: <laughs> yeah you're just like what's like, something happening has now? To happen
1: there has to be something so yeah maybe it's that yeah maybe it's ghosts goblins yeah
0: yeah i i love how the aunt probably just has a stack of people magazines to hand out to people who come asking about her niece i think it was like here you I go i think it was <laughs> this i think explains. it was person's
1: magazine i think you were thinking of oh. it's a very uh very awkward photoshop job. person's magazine <laughs> And yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a person's magazine cover story about the cult that kind of like tells you everything you need to know very quickly. So yeah, she definitely has those, has those handy, has those, uh, you know, um, remembrances of a horrible trauma, just hanging around the house, ready to (laughs) hand to anybody who comes by. Uh,
0: and then Mary drives back and she starts imagining, I wonder how this girl came into my life. Maybe she did this or maybe she did that. And it's like, I don't know that those scenes necessarily add anything. Yeah.
1: Again, (laughs) it's just kind of like the, yeah, the movie is so strangely like doled out and yeah, there is a lot of stuff that, that
0: it is not, does not, is not important. (laughs) Um, and then she gets home, Uh, Dermot gets uh, confronted by Margaret who is Grace in like um, stockings and garters and shoes like high heel shoes and lingerie and dark makeup. Yeah she has kind of a like dominatrix
1: uh, vibe.
0: Yeah. And she has a meat Mm -hmm. cleaver and he's just come out of the shower. Looking great by the way. uh, Yeah. And uh, that He's one of the butts. we Yeah, see. there's a
1: lot of yeah. If you are, <laughs> if you yes, if you're you're horny for 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 Dermot, this is this is the movie for you.
0: <laughs> and she sli- slices him across the stomach a few times. He falls back into the giant shower in this enormous yeah, bathroom. bathroom. I think he might, you know, have been safe if he was able to run away, which he would have been able to if he was in a smaller That's bathroom. True. Just yeah. saying, it's a killer bathroom. Um, and then she. Hears um, Mary at the door, and manages to take off her stockings and her shoes and her makeup and put on her normal makeup and a sundress in like
1: sixty seconds. And I was like,
0: "That is amazing." So when she like comes in back to the bathroom and is like, "Oh, I'll clean up the blood. I'm so sorry that this happened." And she about is about to reveal. I have two personalities. I was like ah, twins. Oh yeah, no way it might, she have twins. It might have
1: been twins. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's I didn't even think of twins. So yeah, there's so many uh, so many things that it was not.
0: <laughs> and then she starts talking with a low voice, and um, it's not a demon. It's just that's how yeah, Margaret that's talks. And uh, <laughs> I would love it if a movie had like an angry voice that was like a little more true to life because like when I get angry I don't go like super low I just get super southern. oh yeah
1: sure somebody who (laughs) who launches into the regional accent they thought they got rid of right
0: right (laughs) like earlier this week I lost it and I was like that's that's a that's a why answer to a how question I asked you how to do that and y'all better talk to contracts Mm -hmm. about that (laughs) So if I were, like, in this moment, I'd be like, y'all are on my last nerve, and I got my meat cleaver, <laughs> yeah. and it would I'll not be up. intimidating yeah. at all. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she has a weird de- demon mm-hmm. lady voice. That's just Margaret's yeah. thing. And then they run around for a bit. It was pretty gross. There's a moment where um, Grace slash Margaret gets a chunk of her hair pulled out by oh, a blender. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. There is some, like like just like straight up gross out moments in this. And yeah, like like Dermot's like wounding is pretty like gory and practical. So yeah, there's some there's some Uh kinda like fun gore in this for sure. Yeah. The the hair being pulled up by the blender specifically is definitely like a little step grosser than I thought the movie was gonna go.
0: Yeah. And then uh we have the the sweet Grace who's now a child and maybe manage to get out because she looks exactly like she did when she went in to murder right. Elaine because she has so much so many items of clothing that Mary has given her throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a deadly illusion. <laughs> a movie so, that just um, barely
1: delivers on its title. <laughs>
0: by the end. There is a dead mm-hmm. person and she looks like mary but is yeah, Grace. that's true so that's sure, the illusion yeah, and, i guess you know, the, the, yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it, it, it works but i think we both agree baby slitter much much better
0: better 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 <laughs> um so if you were to give this one to five stars in terms of quality what would you give it uh, I think this is a
1: t- two star quality movie. Um, yeah, two stars. It's, it, you know, definitely done on the cheap. Uh, definitely done, you know, within the small amount of time that these actors were contracted. Um, sure. Yeah, but, but, you know, yeah, and, uh, But definitely like has some fun and the actors are definitely you can tell that they're good and you know there's some there's some nice cinematography so there's some nice things to say about the movie it's not like it's definitely not it's not a birdemic it is not a the room no Um, No. but it is uh, you know it is it is closer to that than it is to you know um, a more a more high budgeted erotic
0: thriller right and oh, yeah, oh sorry. Um, i i I think I would give it like the same number of stars. Uh, because there there seems to be a lot of, um, talented people behind the scenes yeah. and in front of the camera that are you know everyone seems game. Like no yeah. one's really nobody's phoning it in. Everybody's like up, you giving know? it their yeah. all. Um, it's just a it's a strangely paced movie. And i even after watching it, although this may have been the intent, I still couldn't tell you what literally happened right in this movie. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, and again, uh I think the filmmaker could make the case that like that's part <laughs> of it um but yeah. yeah, it definitely didn't it 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 didn't feel intentional to me. it felt like right at a certain point, we were supposed to be able to put the pieces together and I I I'm 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 having trouble
0: yeah (laughs) um now I always do one to five whatever's Mm -hmm. for mockability so um I I guess for this uh one to five um cigars right a lot of cigars yeah yeah a
1: lot of yeah (laughs) I guess that's a that's a a Kristen Davis character character trait that we didn't talk a lot about she's always always smoking a stogie and I think that yeah. yeah. there's something there's a symbolic gesture like when uh yeah. Grace takes one of the stogies and it's like oh she's
0: Yeah. everything she holds she's secret. in control now. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh so yeah, I think uh I think as far as mockability, I'm going to go for stogies. It's definitely kind of fun and silly and definitely has, you know, some goofy prop work and some bad lines and it's campy and crazy. So yeah, I think uh I think this is a four a four cigar movie. Um and definitely 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 if you're looking for a, you know, kind of something to goof on with friends, uh this is a pretty good choice, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I'd, I'd give it 3 because there there's a lot of strange choices throughout that you're sure. just like, "What?" <laughs> right and then obviously the the twists of wait oh wait a minute I know what it is it's it's the that assistant character no wait I know what it is it's twins no I know what it is (laughs) just trying to come up with Uh what the twist is and then it's it's multiple personalities uh that that is fun um so yeah I, I I'd give it I'd give it three I think so yeah deadly illusions uh deadly illusions. like like all life yeah like all lifetime movies i think fast forward the first 20 minutes you don't need it and just <laughs> go from there <laughs> sure because <laughs> i don't think you're gonna lose anything in the story yeah
1: it is definitely like it is too long it's too long this will will be very
0: apparent to you while you're watching it yeah <laughs> Um I want to thank you so much for um watching this crazy movie and being on with me. Yeah, thank you. That was really fun. Uh can you tell the good people where they can uh find your stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh so at the top of the show you mentioned uh that I am uh one of the people behind the narrative podcast Bubble. It is a sci-fi comedy about uh goofy hipsters who have to Kill monsters in a nightmarish version of the gig economy, and uh, that podcast is out there. But it's also a graphic novel that is now available. Uh, Art by the great Tony Cliff. I co-wrote it with Sarah Morgan. Colors by the great Natalie Reese. And yeah, if if you like uh, if you like sci-fi, if you like comedy, if you like graphic novels, uh, Bubble is uh, available wherever you get your books.
0: Fantastic. Um, and. Do you still do the Twitter thing or can people follow you? Oh,
1: yeah. I'm uh, at Jordan underscore Morris on Twitter and uh, Jordan David Morris on Instagram.
0: Cool. Cool. And if you want to follow the show, uh, you can follow at NABM Podcast. That sounds right. Um, <laughs> if not, you can search for NABM Pod, which. It's definitely one of those two um and tell all your non-podcast listening friends to go to not another bad movie podcast dot and tell all your podcast listening friends to go to their usual spots where they listen to podcasts because i will be there and i will be back in another two weeks